Even if you don't homeschool or you have no interest in ever homeschooling, maybe it's not possible because of your work schedule or even if you don't have kids, listen to today's episode because there are a lot of little pieces and messages that I think your heart needs to hear. Hey, you're listening to the Love Lasting Podcast. My name's Jen, and I can't wait for us to talk about all the things, from a new recipe I tried for supper last night to how I unknowingly let the world dictate my life. I hope you hit that subscribe button to join me every week, and be sure to check out the show notes for a special link to my free private Facebook group, where we can continue each conversation. But for now, let's dive right into today's episode, because you're here for a reason, and I'm determined to deliver whatever message your heart came for. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to today's episode about homeschooling. Like I said, even if you think this episode doesn't apply to you, I know there will be some stuff in here your heart will resonate with, so I hope you listen. I have so much to say on this topic, so I will probably end up recording more than one episode on it. But first off, I just want to preface with the fact that I actually never wanted to homeschool in the first place, if I'm being honest. I was very much against it. I didn't feel like I was qualified enough to teach my own children. I didn't have the patience, and I just didn't see it as something anyone would enjoy, to be honest. But I kind of got forced into homeschooling with my daughter because the world shut down. Back in 2020, my daughter was supposed to go into kindergarten. And then all of a sudden, kids were being asked to wear masks to school and stay away from each other. And that was just definitely not the vision I had for my daughter when she started school. She loves people and she is such a happy, joyful, loving little girl. So I envisioned dropping her off to school and watching as her and her friends ran excitedly towards each other to hug each other and go play. That's what it was like with my eldest son. And it made my mommy heart just so happy as I watched the joy in his eyes and his friend's eyes when they would see each other every morning and just run towards each other like they hadn't just spent all day yesterday together. I couldn't stand the thought of my joyful little girl sitting in a desk all day away from her friends with the mask over her face covering her smile. It just broke my heart to imagine her sitting away from her friends at lunch and having to keep their distance from each other at recess. So going to school just became a hard no for me. So I made the decision to homeschool. And although I did get off to a rocky start, I do have to say it was one of the best and most aligned, powerful decisions I have ever made. A lot of people ask me, aren't you scared you won't know how or what to teach them? And the answer is yes. It's an insecurity that I used to have and still do struggle with sometimes. Because, of course, as a parent, we want to make sure we're making the best decisions for our children. And for some reason, we believe someone who went to school to teach for a living is better qualified to teach. We don't trust ourselves. Why? And I'm not saying teachers aren't amazing. Come on now. They are molding teaching. And based on the amount of times our kids spend in school and after school activities before school, 
they're pretty much raising our future, raising our children. So just to be clear, I think teachers are some of the most incredible people walking this planet. And I'm not saying they aren't doing a good job. But what I am saying is if you don't have to be at a job from nine to five and you are a mom or a parent who feels called in your heart to homeschool your kids, but you don't feel confident that you have the ability to do it well, why on earth does four, six, even 20 years in school make someone more qualified to teach your children who are essentially an extension of your heart? Because you don't have a piece of paper that tells you you can do it? Think about this. It makes sense that a teacher who is expected to teach hundreds of different children every year need some special education or training to learn how to do that. A teacher is expected to prepare lessons that are supposed to resonate with each kid in their class, even if they all have different strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses that the teacher, first of all, has to try and find in each student to be able to better teach them. It makes sense to have some form of education that guides you on how to do that. As a parent, you already know your child's strengths and weaknesses. You already know their behavioral patterns and how they feel in different situations. You know their strengths, you know their fears, you know their weaknesses, you know their power. So you already know a lot of the stuff a teacher still has to find out. I already know that my daughter is so passionate and excited that sometimes she can't hold it in and she hasn't yet developed that skill to be aware if someone else is talking before opening her mouth to speak. My daughter is so excited when she sees people, she will go running and hug them and still hasn't become aware of the personal space that other people might need at first to be comfortable. But a teacher has to learn that about her and learn the best way to deal with that in case there is another student in that class who gets offended when they're cut off and might start yelling out of frustration. And then there might be another student in there who's sensitive to yelling and starts crying. And before even realizing what happened, this teacher is now trapped in a room with 30 very different and now very emotionally charged children. So yes, it makes sense that these teachers need some form of education to help them learn to deal with stuff like that. But let's go back to that situation for a minute. Let's imagine being in a room of powerful, vibrant, emotionally charged kids, all with different passions, all wanting to do different things, all filled with so much joy, excitement, and a desire to learn. Where do you go about starting to choose what subjects you're supposed to teach? How do you choose the length of time that needs to be spent on each subject when each student is working at a different pace? and learning at a different speed? How do you know how much time to spend talking or drawing or doing things to keep the kids active with their bodies? A teacher has to teach in a way that honors every student, so a standard is set to try and make the process a little more clear, to give the teacher something to work with, and so a system had to be created, the school system. 
but what happens if by luck of the draw, you're a teacher who ends up with a bunch of artists, musicians, athletes, dancers, and the school system tells you that you are to teach those subjects only once a week and spend the rest of the time doing math, science, and English? How hard would the teacher have to work to get these students to be interested in learning a bunch of stuff they don't really care about at that time? Now let's say these classes or these students have to take a provincial exam and they do significantly worse compared to other classes. Would it be fair to consider that teacher not as good as a teacher who might have had a class filled with future doctors and scientists? Children who love math, who love science. Would it be fair to consider those kids not as smart as the ones who achieved higher grades? It's like throwing a bird and a fish in the air and failing the fish for falling and not being able to learn how to fly. Parents, it makes no logical sense for you to think you're qualified enough to give them life, to keep them alive, but not to teach them math. Yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud. We tell ourselves these lies and we allow ourselves to be programmed by these systems that don't serve us. But because we're so afraid to bring them to light and because we are so programmed to listen to whoever we consider an authority figure, we just allow that confusion to live in our heads no matter the damage it does to our hearts. If you feel like something doesn't resonate with you, Take a moment to say it out loud and see how it feels. If you are a mother who wants to homeschool your child, but you're questioning whether or not you're qualified, say it out loud. Say it to yourself. I am qualified to create life, to birth and love this baby, but I am not qualified enough to teach subjects like math and science to them. Like how silly did that feel? Take this and do this with anything in your life you don't feel qualified for. Say it out loud and listen to how silly it sounds and pay attention to how your body reacts. I am qualified enough to live in a body I was born into, having to adjust to the circumstances that were given to me and navigate through it all as a child. But now that I'm an adult... I'm not qualified to navigate through any circumstances or physical and mental struggles I might encounter. Think about it. Does that make sense? When it comes to the decision to teach my kids myself, it really boils down to, do I worry about my kids growing up and not raising their hand before they speak? Or not being as good in math as other kids their age? Not as much as I worry about them becoming an adult and being so confused as to what they want to do with their lives because for the last 12 years, they sat at a desk and were told what to do and what to learn. And now that they're graduated, they're expected to be able to navigate through all that stuff themselves. They're expected to make those decisions on their own. Do I worry that other children will be faster readers than them? Not as much as I worry that they'll choose a profession they don't love because they were told something else can provide them with a better income. Not as much as I worry that they'll question their power and intelligence if they don't achieve a standard that was set by, who knows, I have no idea and I don't care because it doesn't matter. The world is changing every day. New paradigms are being created. New jobs are coming into existence. The possibilities are truly endless. 
Yet we still find ourselves worried about whether our children are quote unquote behind or if they'll have a good enough career to support a comfortable lifestyle. We still even question ourselves, our own ability to excel at things to provide and create the life we want. Finding a job that feeds your wallet is one thing, but finding one that feeds your heart is another. It takes you to another level. And of course, I do still find myself revisiting whether or not homeschooling is the best choice. My eldest son has been in the school system since kindergarten and he's thriving, so I do see the benefit in both. It's our job as parents, as humans, to consistently review our decisions and make sure they still align with us and our children and our families and our beliefs. It is our job to make sure we make these decisions based on our inner knowing and not external convincing. We need to take inventory because we're so programmed with behaviors we've adapted based on our life circumstances. And in some cases, those stories, those circumstances don't even exist anymore. So they're not even relevant. So when it comes down to homeschooling, each time I revisit the question, the answer still remains at the age my daughter is right now. There is no one more qualified for the job than me. But if at any point there is, then I would happily retire my teaching job, period. I don't care if my kids learn long division and proper grammar at 5 or 12 years old. My number one priority is that they learn to live their life by their design, hold their own desires, and aren't influenced by what they think they're expected to be. And I myself try to steer my kids in a direction I think is best for them to go. And a lot of the times, I do it unknowingly based on my own personal experiences. But it also comes from such a deep place of wanting to love and protect them as much as I can. So if I were to allow someone else to teach them six hours a day, I would also have to understand and be ready for the fact that another person's views, advice, and guidance is going to play a key role in who those kids grow up to be. And like I said, there are some amazing teachers in this world, but not because of anything they learned in university. If that were true, then every single teacher who's graduated would be extraordinary. And sadly, we know that's just not the case. So if it's a fact that it isn't their teaching degree, that makes them a great teacher, and that it's in fact their heart, their love for their students, their passion for what they do, then isn't it also a fact that there is no one that can tell a mother, a father, or a parent that they aren't qualified enough to teach their own children because their love, their adoration, their connection to that child is unmatched. There might be teachers more capable to teach multiple children from different families in classrooms, but there isn't anyone more capable than I am when it comes to guiding my kids through life. I believe the school system, the work system, all these quote-unquote systems that people created are to control things, and I don't mean that in a bad way. That's just the truth of why they were created, to maintain a certain degree of control and order. We live in a different world than our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents did. Yet we still allow ourselves to live in these old paradigms when we can choose to advance into ones that better serve us. 
But in order to do that, we need to be willing to trust our inner knowledge, our intuition, and be willing to search for the evidence we need to convince ourselves to take the next step. We live in a world where a high school student who loves to dance can post videos showcasing their talent on a platform and make more money than a surgeon. We live in a world where you can open up a device, type in a question, and 99.999% of the time find the exact answer you need. We live in a world where we can turn on a camera to see and speak to someone who lives thousands of miles away. We live in a world where you don't need an actual physical store to sell products and make money. And we live in a world where, as parents, we need to lean in and trust that we can teach our children at home if that's what our heart is telling us we want to do. Because you can learn math by going to the grocery store and having to count your money. You can learn social studies when you go for a walk and talk to your neighbor about the time they lived overseas. You can learn science by reading a book about insect life and then going to the park and experiencing nature in action in real life. But what you can't do is afford to live your life confused and consistently unsure about the choices you're making. You know the answers. If you can't find them, it's because you're looking outside and not inside. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait for our next conversation in the meantime, I'll see you in the free Love Lasting Insiders group on Facebook. Talk to you next time. I love you to the moon and back. All of you.